Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 517. Yo. Hello, Linz. Hello. Hi, Tony. Is that just what we're doing? Yeah. Hey. Hi, hey. everybody. Hi, you in the back of the car listening to this. Are you driving? Are you just chilling at your... Taking a poop. <laughs> I was going to say work on <laughs> that too. In the shower. Thank you for listening to Drunk on Comics. Glad um, you're here. Yeah. But uh, again, another fun uh, episode. Got into some interesting yeah, weird Yeah, there was some, there was some, definitely like if you want to engage with us in any sort of social way, like go to Facebook or email us at drunkoncomics.com and weigh in on a couple of our conversations. You'll know when you get to the conversations which ones we're talking about. So with that, uh, grab a cold one. Enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 517, Humpty Dumpty's Child. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty's Child. I mean, it would be, wouldn't it? Humpty, well, something got dumpty in a Humpty. <laughs> question for you okay i know you like watching movies tvs but not as much as me uh, movies okay movies yes tv shows <laughs> have you have you watched ted lasso uh, i watched some episodes here and there when josh was watching it okay i just watched all of it it's a good show so fucking good yeah. like i'd heard good things but didn't know. I just thought it was an American guy that started doing soccer, which is what it is. But not that it's based around the nicest man in the fucking world mm, mm-hmm. and how that made everyone else in the show just so good. Like, I only bring it, everyone that's watched it understands it. But if you haven't watched it yet, it's good. It's perfect. This last season left it open for could they go, but it also seemed like it wrapped up fine. And it's one of those things of, let things be what they were. Let's right. not push everything to just make it stale. It was perfect in the three seasons. I can't tell you how much I laughed and also like really keep in the back of my mind thinking, I do need to be a little bit nicer now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it costs nothing to be nice to people. That is true. And so anyways, the show was amazing, but also I wish I would have watched the show because the bad guys team is the team that, uh, ended up winning that uh, Europa Cup thing when we were in Prague. Mm. So I would have, you know, pr- I, I recognize some people saying some things Ted Lasso, but not really getting the context of why, but then realizing, oh, they're the, I guess, the bad guys. But in the show, you know, they picked a random team who also might have probably lost because, again, the team said they were sucky up until kind of last year right. winning this everything. So also, too, how in the show they lost to the good guys, the West Ham, but now we see that's not true mm. for this past year. But I don't know. It was just some small things, and I'm like, man, soccer is yeah. – I don't want to say soccer's great because I do think it's still majorly boring. I think, so. I think most sports are boring, though. Yeah. So I'm not a good – thermometer when it comes to that sort of stuff but it, it honestly the show made me realize because again i was like how do you coach you're not doing plays and stuff as much but then as ted lasso just pretty much explains as i'm sure most of the soccer coaches know yeah you're teaching them skills because they're going to need to do these things by themselves on the court and then just yeah court well <laughs> the pitch there you go <laughs> Just watch stuff about soccer. I should know the terminology. Uh, yeah, I've been no, I've been watching. Um, so what we do in the shadows started again. Oh man, season. I have not watched that. I forgot that. Uh, first two episodes are out, and we've also been watching this show on. And I've only gotten a couple episodes in, but on Prime, there's a show called I'm a Virgo, and it's by Boots Riley, who is the guy who did 
Sorry to Bother You. Did you ever see that movie? Was it the one with telemarketing and it's so yes. fucking weird at the end? Where he uses so... his white voice yep. to sell. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. So this one, this show is about this kid who was like you see at the beginning his uncle and aunt bring him home and he is a giant baby. Like giant. Like he is going to be a giant. And yes. And it's it exists in a world where people have it, I don't even want to say it's powers, but it is. But like more in like a Days of Future Past sort of way where it's not something people will advertise because there's a bit of a stigma behind it and things like that. So it's a real interesting, interesting show. Watching this giant kid try to navigate like being 18, 19 in a world where he's like, way bigger than everybody else like he meets a girl at a fast food restaurant and josh and i are both like oh buddy i don't know if that's gonna work out for you the first thing (laughs) i thought of was elf (laughs) (laughs) but no this this does seem interesting it's good it's real good i i will only bring it up only to ask you are you watching secret invasion oh i totally forgot about that show it's killing me yeah it's not good is it no, and it could have been good. It yeah. could have been great. Yeah. What they did with it is paid too much money for a turd sandwich. Yeah. But that's, again, part of the writer's strike and right. some things that... Uh, here's the thing. With the writer's strike and everything and now the actors, I think overall studios need to be less profits to share... But I do think some main A-list actors also need to go down. Because when we're talking about the actor strike, we're not talking about the Tom Cruises and, no. you know, those Day people. players. And... We're talking about, yeah. And they can't get their piece of the pie as well because the executives and producers, but also some of these A-listers. Like, if we really put more money into education and science and less towards the football stars and stuff, sure. Let them make a million or Two million, yeah, not forty million. Oh no, but nobody needs that much money. No, there should be a, a, and again, for as crazy as Tom Cruise is, he is a phenomenal actor. That his move, like his movie, he makes good movies. Like they're action packed and whatever. Sure, there's other actors that could personally be like the, but you know, I can say they're also good. I'm not a big fan of. uh, He was Darth. The whatever in the newest movies. What's his fucking name? He was Darth whatever? Yeah. Or who was the... Uh, or Kylo are tra- Ren. Are you talking um, about Adam Driver? Yeah. <laughs> I can see he's a good actor. I just don't also like him. Okay. So... I don't know anything about him personally, so... I don't know anything. I just... I don't know. I just don't... I don't see I know he used to be in the military, was he really? Yeah, oh. before he was an actor. I just don't like hearing the things of him possibly being Reed Richards because I just don't see it. But yeah. also, they've stopped looking for the Fantastic Four anyways because of all this. Anyways, yeah, we can get into more of some of the SAG stuff, but I'm just saying The Rock doesn't need to be making $40 million a picture. Fuck no. He could be making way less, and some of that money could also be going towards the lower end of yeah. people. I agree. Yeah, I heard the, one of the one of the things going around is that Background actors, um, what they want to do is they want them to come in for like a day's work and they'll pay them for the day and then they'll scan them and then just place them in the movie and then they only have to pay them for the day and then they own that person's likeness. For any future movie yeah. or anything. Fuck you. Yeah. You're Nobody's owning my likeness. I watched Black Mirror. <laughs> that is not happening. <laughs> Man. Charlie Booker is like can read the future creator of Black Mirror because mm. him just seeing this he reads the room so perfectly when he's making some of these because all the inventions and all these things that are on yeah. these things are futuristic enough but they're close enough within the realm of possibilities for us right that then we're starting to see some of this shit happen in real life and we're like I already saw that Black Mirror episode don't want to touch it right yeah fuck that <laughs> fuck that shit Sad thing is, though, the the rich want to still be rich, and they do. I mean, there is a level of comfort that comes with having a lot of money. 
I'm just saying. They say money doesn't buy you happiness, but it sure makes life fucking easy. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen a single millionaire complaining about. They may they may have their personal problems, but like, you know. Here's the thing, though. It just shows are gonna suck for the next two to three, who however long this thing goes for. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's okay. Reality TV's coming in. Let's all remember we all we have a. A century of movies to watch, honestly, and there's no way you've seen all of them. So watch good old movies and and immerse yourself in our culture because, honestly, entertainment is, like, the only culture that fucking the United States really has that's, like, theirs. Um, Also, this is an American problem. This isn't a British problem. This isn't an Australian problem. This isn't a South African problem. This isn't a North African problem. There is still going to be content out there. It's just not going to be American. True. And there's a lot of good shit out there that's not ours. Did I ever tell you I ended up watching the, um, I think I said it, the Alice in Borderlands uh, show? Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard that was real good. Yeah, that was, again, lots of stuff coming out from Korea, so... There is a, a shit ton of television that they do in Japan and Korea. And if your thing is like drama, then that fine. Just get real good. Either deal with dubbing or, yep. or get real good at reading. True, true. Well, uh, speaking of Japan, I will uh, go into my book review. Okay. Uh, mainly because it was, so it was created, um, this book is called Wolverine Schnicked. Schnicked. Yep. So like going on with the onomatopoeia of his claws. Snick, snick, snick. And the reason why I want to read this because it was, it looked, the cover looked like it was kind of a manga, which then I came to find out. Uh, so this book was actually made. A while ago. Okay. Um, it's written and drawn by the manga artist. I want to see. Sutomu Nihil, I think. I probably messed that up. I know that. but How does this spell? T-S-U-T-O-M-U. T-S-U. T-O-M-U. So I think you pronounced the first name right. Sutomu, yeah. And then N-I-H-E-L. Ah. Nihil. Nihil. Yeah. Nihil. I don't know. Anyways, and this was written back in 2003. But what happened was... Um, oh, wow. It was part of like a Marvel uh, tsunami, I think, or or something. Okay. Japanese uh, like, overlap. Something that they did back then. Okay. But uh, uh, Marvel just got the rights back to it um, to relicense it and to re-put it in English. Or, sorry... Viz Media has the original license because they're the manga content owner. So they were able to republish it, which is why it's hit some comic book shops. It was originally a six-part mini-issue. This was a thick, you know, 140-page collected book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like most kind of mangas and everything, the art style was very that manga-esque yes yes um and the story takes place with wolverine being transported to the future where there are these uh robots called mandates or this robot kind of like things they're they remind me of like i don't know any sort of small humanoid size you know robot type you know enforcers mm-hmm. trying to take over the you know future they're taking all the medals and everything. And so this person, um, I forgot the little girl's name, but she gets Wolverine to come to the future and kick butt and he wins. And then he goes back to his normal time, which is really kind of like half the manga's out there as well. Taking right. someone to a different world out of their element, they win and then go back and everything's hunky dory. But I really liked it. I thought the art style was really good. Uh, also because right now I'm having some eye problems. What was also nice is that there was not a lot of dialogue. So it was very art oriented, like the panels following, 
you know, like a bouncy ball in one of them that I remember, or just seeing like the flow of uh, the claws kind of, you know, slashing in one panel, um, then having a lot of heavy dialogue uh, throughout. So ultimately, it was actually, I thought it pretty simple, nice Wolverine story. And um, yeah, the art was pretty stellar. Nice. So. I'm pulling it up now. If you have Comixology Unlimited, you can read it for free, which is super cool. Um, also, it's Nehi is his last oh, name. Yeah. H-E-I, not H-E-L. Oh. Uh, we'll blame that on your wonky eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. Nothing like reading it. How did, how did it hold up like time-wise? Oh, good, because it's 20 years old at this point. It's I know, the same that's the age thing. as when my I found, child. When I found that out, I was like, okay, this is weird that I'm reading it now. Um, good. Yep. You know, because it doesn't, like all what ifs, or you can read those whenever and it fits in. Yeah. This doesn't really change. It doesn't change anything in the continuity of who Wolverine is. So you could almost say this really happened. I mean, you know. Right on. I liked it. Cool. Well, I read a book from Boom, and it's been a while, actually, since I've read anything from Boom. Um, so I figured it was about time. Please keep sending us comics. <laughs> um, but this is called Wild's End, and it's um, written by Dan Abnett and illustrated and lettered by I-N-J, it's a lot of initials, guy, Colbard. <laughs> Um, I don't know what INJ stands for, but man, oh man, did you just initialize your whole like first three names? <laughs> um, so, from what I can gather, it's I, I'm on chapter. I read chapters one and chapters two. Um, chapter two is coming out this Wednesday, which is the nineteenth. Um, because who knows when this is going to get posted. <laughs> Probably in like a month. Shut up. <laughs> um, so this book takes place in, it's definitely England on like, or like that area because the dialect that the dialogue is written in is definitely that. And it's on a shore because it's like a fishing community. I don't want to say old timey, but like definitely not current, mm-hmm. but like, more importantly, all of the characters are animals. Oh. So, like, but you literally... Highly a Dr. Moreau type? Well, you just an- the anthropomorphized animals. So, like, you literally could just replace the animals with humans, and it would be the same story. It's just cuter because they're animals. Or weirder because they're animals. But, like, so when it comes to uh, anthropomorphized animals... Mm-hmm. Are they more, they look like animals that can talk, or they look more human that are animals, like... They're like if animals were human-sized, but looked like animals. Okay. And all walked on two legs. I don't know that they're actually human-sized, but I just, when I read it, that's what I get. I mean, they could be a small... And you wouldn't know because you have nothing to compare them to. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, there's <laughs> but, I'm more or less there's Winnie the Pooh type characters or there's... Oh, no, they're like people. They wear clothes. Okay. Yeah, they have tattoos. It's literally like you could just... They've just swapped out human figures for animals. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen that before. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's definitely a trope that's been used a lot of times. Um, the first chapter is just kind of setting up this this core group of people they go out onto a fishing vessel. They're gone for a really long time because that's what you do. You go when you, your whole living is fishing. You go out. You catch fish. You go out there for a month or two. You come back. Sell the fish. Um, so it, it's it's setting up your little uh, uh, mismatched group of main characters, um, including an elderly dog who's about to retire, who is the captain of the boat. Um his like first mate guy who I'm not quite sure what he is a badger maybe he's this guy right here with the white oh yeah that's a badger um and the and the a, a different dog who is the daughter-in-law of the captain and who came to work on the boat because her husband went off to war and died <laughs> And then a couple of cats. I mean, it's all just, you know, your your normal, your your normal old seafaring trope. Except animals. Um, 
so while they're gone, um, they see shooting stars. The sea gets really weird. There's like a couple pages where like it gets real scary. They think their boat might go over that sort of thing. But really, to me, the story starts when they get back, which is in um, issue two. Because when they get back, everybody is gone. Like everyone that was in the town that was there when they left, Badger's girlfriend, they all have names, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. (laughs) It's not Badger and Dog and Dog 2 and Cat 1 and Cat 2. They all have their own special names. (laughs) I just don't want to remember them right now. Um... But, like, everybody's gone. Like, nobody knows where, like, it literally looks like they've been, like, left behind. Like, there's food everywhere on plates that look like it just was abandoned. Like, it literally looks like everyone was just taken up to heaven, kind of, you know, like, in Left Behind. And (laughs) that Kirk Cameron classic. Um, And just kind of abandoned everything that was happening at the moment. So they're really trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And as they move on in the story, they kind of separate. Two of them find this reporter that's hold herself up in a room who knows what's going on, but she hasn't really gotten into the meat of it yet. And then the other ones are trying to walk to this other town. And as they're walking, they find everybody standing in a field. Which is creepy as fuck, no yeah. matter whether they're humans or animals. <laughs> just staring and non-responsive. And there's something going on with like the shooting stars, but also the street lamps. And this is where things get real weird for me. And I'm not quite sure what's going on. Because it's like there were these shooting stars that kind of kicked off this event. But also, they've installed new street lights in this town. And they're alive? Or robots? Or aliens? Which makes it, it takes it in a real sci fi, like day after, not day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow? Yeah. Or. No. Edge of tomorrow? No, the old time, the old school one. Oh, uh, War of the Worlds. Worlds. Yeah. Those sort of old school, like sci fi, where the aliens are like hiding themselves as everyday Mm -hmm. objects, like the Transformers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But clearly evil. So, and that's kind of where it ends is like them them coming face to face with like the shit that happened while they were. Let me tell you, I didn't know that's where the story was going to go. Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. Because the minute they got off the boat and everybody was gone, I was like, what the fuck? Something happened. And in my head, I was like, well, it clearly had something to do with the shooting stars. Right? Because you don't talk about that in a book unless it's important to the story. Like, you're not going to mention that there were shooting stars and then there's nothing having to do with it at all. Why would you even bring it up? Just put it in the fucking art. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> needs to talk about it. Um, so I I don't know if the shooting stars brought in the lamppost aliens <laughs> or what, but it was enough to, to like, it's not normally a sort of book I would read because it is a, a little more, I feel like maybe on the tame side, but as you get to the end, it's like, maybe it's not. And it is boom. So, you know, it's not going to be like, and I don't think it's their adult line. It's like their regular boom line. So it's you know it's not going to get crazy, crazy. Yeah. There's not going to be like blood and penises everywhere, <laughs> which is usually what I like in my comic books. But I'm going to keep reading it because I need to know what's going on. Why are they all um, under the spell of these lamppost aliens? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened when they were on the boat? And what are they going to do about it? So, good stuff. You should check it out. We get these to read for free. So you totally could read it. Well, I totally will. If you're one eye, mainly because I want to know what happened to Mrs. Badger. <laughs> Mr. Badger, his girlfriend's oh. a rabbit. Oh. Saucy. I don't know what their kids would look like. Rabbit badgers. <laughs> That's the thing that always intrigues me about these sort of books. And they never get into it. Oh, the kids always the kids always <laughs> the kids always either look like one or the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's either they have baby badgers or they have baby rabbits or they have a couple badgers and a couple rabbits. 
I don't think that that's the way it would work. I mean, in Shrek, they look like donkeys or dragons, and there's some mix in between. <laughs> With the wings, yeah. But, yes, typically you don't want to make, uh, what would that be, a chimera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that you bring this up, I don't want to. Are you done with your review? Because I don't want to bring done. up this. I'm done. Gross fact that I. Oh my gosh. Learned. Yes, I'm totally done. Do you know what a humpster is? A humpster? It sounds like a hump dumpster. It's a human <laughs> hamster. A human hamster. So did you know that human sperm real? and a hamster egg are viable? Ooh. Or no, sorry. I mean, they'd not be viable in the long run. But it can be impregnated. A human, uh, a human sperm can impregnate a hamster. Well, so egg. a hamster egg can actually be impregnated by lots of sperms. Is the main okay thing. How all this came about? I went down a rabbit hole after learning what a humpster was. Yeah. And I just learned this the other day. Are there day. pictures of these of like born? No, because ultimately okay. they're made uh, in order to. Um, they can uh, what what's it called then uh, uh, embryo mm-hmm. so that they can do tests nothing like even if they were to let them uh, decel and whatever they would not make it past a like single celled organism okay they can't turn into a different organism but you can start the process that mm-hmm. would be a sperm and egg to make it a single cell. Sure. And so from there, there's some science stuff that they do. Okay. That they've been doing for a while that hmm. no one really cared to know of about this. Interesting. And I just shared it with everyone that listens to this. Well, I I personally, like, I don't think, like, if a dude's going to fuck something, it's not going to be a hamster. Well, no, this is all. And also, I know, saying, but what I'm saying is I don't think it's necessarily gross. Well, I don't either. I mean, in the biological sense, it's just two things. Right. One comes from human organism and well, the hamster. And another thing, too, is they use it to help uh, for in vitro stuff. So they can study sperm going into an egg without actually making right. a, 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 a real a, baby. A person. But yeah, because yeah. like a real, like making it up a horse egg and like a human sperm wouldn't uh, attract or something. Right. Don't know all the science, won't get into what What do you think a human hamster would look like? Do you think that they would just be really big hamsters? Well, that's what they said. They can't get turned into anything beyond a single cell. No, I know, but like if it could, let's be hypothetical here, because that is kind of like the whole premise of this show at one point, was you guys just sitting around and being hypothetical about shit. (laughs) So like if a human and a hamster baby could exist and grow. I feel like it it would be... Um, I know exactly what it looked like, and I could show you the picture. Have you ever seen the werewolves turning in the what's the movie with the hot chick underworld movies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What how they turn in like or American Werewolf in Paris, you know, that human, the prosthetics. Yeah. I think it would look like that, but a smaller hamster. So you would see some human features turning into okay. the hamster. Maybe some arms that are a little bit longer. See, I'm thinking because I'm assuming that the human DNA would be dominant, right? You know how, like, when you have human couples, like, if somebody has blue eyes the, um, or and somebody has brown eyes, brown eyes are the dominant trait. So that is probably what it would end up being, red hair, brown, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So I just assume that the human DNA would be dominant over hamster DNA. Maybe not. I don't yeah, know. I feel like it would just be a – I can't see it being a big hamster. I see it being a small human. See, I see it being a normal human but with, like, maybe a little tail and, like, stubby fingers with sharp nails and, like, maybe just fuzz all over its body. Like, it would definitely be off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> not like the things from your book. No, no. A bunny and a badger. That I mean, that could be cute. Uh, what could you call a rabbit and a badger? A babbit? Yep. You wouldn't want to call it a radger. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> It'd definitely have to be a babbit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, kind of mentioned Secret Wars, but obviously that's the big Marvel thing right now. Yeah. They wasted way too much money on it, but yep. it is based off of one of... Uh, high, a lot of people would say one of the best, you know, throw it out there story mm-hmm. arcs um, that really came out of what felt like left field. 
And uh, there's because it's a basing things off comic books, there's a lot more talk about, you know, what went into this and everything. And I guess the original title was going to be Skrulls, which sounds so lame. But the uh, back end uh, editors and stuff at Marvel were thinking this would be a really good point to bring back characters that have been dead for a while. Mm. So one of the big things they wanted to do was bring Hank Pym back, but then they could have made it to where the Hank Pym that accidentally hit Janet for that whole thing was a scroll so that you didn't really have to, but then they thought against, no, that's kind of been his thing now. Blah, blah, that's him. But they also thought about bringing back Gwen Stacy. Because uh, at least in the 616 universe, she's still dead. Famously the most dead out of all of them. Her yeah. and Uncle Ben. Yep. So I'm like, okay, good thing they didn't go yeah. that route. Yeah, that would have been stupid. But I wonder what have been because we've had so many people come back since then that if it was the first, then probably we would have been used to it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would have been like, oh, okay, I'll go with sure. it. Sure. It would have been the, one of the more convenient ways to do yeah. it. Glad they didn't go that way. Right. That's for sure. Um. Did you uh, – so we – briefly talked about the flash uh not making lots of money but it's now officially going to be the worst domestic box office of any superhero movie wow you know what it was before okay hold on thor three nope uh green lantern oh that makes sense yep the flash earned just 106 million and flash or the Green Lantern made 166 million. And it's funny because when we watched that movie, we all, we did all collectively hate that movie. Which one? Green, Lantern. Green Lantern. Oh yeah. It but was... like comparatively speaking, it's probably amazing now. No, well, I wouldn't say amazing. <laughs> I've rewatched it during lockdown, so within more recent memory, it's not good. No. I see how. I see how Ryan Reynolds could have been a good Hale Jordan. Yeah. But what I keep seeing when, when I watched it and remember it, so much of the problems with DC movies is Warner Brothers. It had no creative anything. It was blah, mm -hmm. which is how a lot of those movies have become because they have blah writers and pay your damn writers. Right. I mean, that's going to become a theme throughout a lot of things because, well, that's what's going to be. There's not going to be a lot of news. San Diego Comic-Con is coming up. I know. And stars can't be there. Like. Right. Well, and they weren't planning to a lot. I mean, there was a lot of uh, downplay of media at this one, even before the strikes. Because I know yeah. um, DC, the, their media arm wasn't planning on being there. James Gunn wasn't planning on going to um san diego comic-con with any of their stuff yeah but even other television studios are pulling out i mean well because they don't have much that they'll be able to announce so they're gonna have to save some of these things to maybe right. they're gonna release something this fall but let's save it for winter because we don't have shit in the pipeline yeah it's gonna be interesting to say the least I'm on their website trying to figure out how I can see like their schedule and stuff, and they really it, this it's just it's too overcomplicated of a of a comic convention at this point, if you ask me. Well, that's what I'm I'm very looking forward to hearing from attendees of what they felt. At least true attendees that are going anyways didn't mm -hmm. care about the creator or not creators the the guests, right? Um, but you know, if this would be a revival of just comics. Because, again, this writer striker is not going to go away anytime soon, meaning all these cons that are coming up right. are going to have to, I don't know, do something different. I know. You'll still have your, like, your Comic-Con usual. So, like, Kevin Smith will still go because he can go and he can be Kevin Smith. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't involve him acting or writing or anything like that. He can just bring in people with him. Well, there are tons of people that are not sag people but then there's a lot of them that are right and true there's a lot of people that could still show up to these but even, will, even if they're in zag but yeah. will they though right because I've, I've seen some people say how 
they're not never a member, uh, but they're a more famous person saying, but I'm going to pick it with my friends because they deserve a living too. And it's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Everything keeps pointing back to that, but it's pretty much going to, it's going to dominate our, well, so I hope a bit though, that the comics do come back with some more news. Cause again, a lot of our news has turned into Media. what's going on in pop culture. Cause right. there's not too many great hits coming out of, comic books lately right um i uh did see that they're planning on killing moon knight so that's a thing that marvel's interesting well they just killed off ms marvel or did they i mean they did in the no because they already have the cover of what her comeback yeah, uh, thing is because uh what's she's the marvel's movies coming out and mm-hmm. soonish mm-hmm. so miss marvel's already back and not only is she back, but she's coming back to join the X Men. Um, That's right, because she's a mutant. I don't. Again, she's still dead necessarily in the comics, so she, she hasn't become a mutant yet. But she's very basically probably going to be a mutant. Hmm. I hate that. With a fucking passion. And I don't know why I care so much. I saw a dumb comic the other day, or a, a meme of like just Professor X saying, She's ours, blah, blah. What do you guys say about it? And Black Bolt just being quiet because he can't say anything. But like, <laughs> seriously though, yeah. like, this, it was, well, it's not her one defining feature, but again, it made her more unique and different and part of a group that doesn't need to be more popularized with people. Right. I don't, it, it just doesn't make sense. And so again, I'm hoping that I'm misreading into everything of this, how this is going to work and that she only got revived by them, but that doesn't necessarily give her an X gene. But who knows? But she's, she's coming back. It looks like your boy, Jonathan Hickman, after he came and rocked the X-Men, is coming out with a new Marvel series called Gods. Have you seen this? Yep, and I already saw the first couple pages, and yep. it looks fucking awesome. I mean, it, it, it's it got to be. He just knows what he's doing. Yeah, this is going to be a big thing. So it's coming out in the fall, and it's going to... Pretty much reintroduce some old concepts like mm-hmm. Infinity and Living Tribunal and Eternity and all that. Things that I guess I don't know how much a normal comic viewer would or reader would know of some of those right. things. But I guess if you're a very big into, you would know sure. a little bit. But this is going to introduce some new powers and some behind this because that's how you'd always have to do it what is this new being that has never been seen or heard of or mentioned before? Oh, they were fighting in the shadows. Right. Right. So one concept that I don't like, but it also, because I trust Jonathan Hickman, mm-hmm. I'm okay with the, you know, sad trope being replayed again, mainly because this is supposed to see, uh, the pantheon of cosmic beings to give a new structure to some of them with the shadow, like people, other gods, because uh, that's what it's called, gods, G-O-D-S, right. which I... All in caps. Yeah, I don't remember if I read anywhere what that stands for, but just like yeah. shield and everything. It doesn't have periods in it, though. It's just G-O-D-S, all in caps. So I don't know if it... I mean, it looks like from maybe from the... The way they do the graphic, it looks kind of like those little cutouts and could be periods, but like when they wrote it in this article, and that could just be a bad... On the on the writer, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so uh, Doctor Strange in the previews uh, was there, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much they're gonna have some uh, faces that most people would know, but it's gonna kind of delve into some new things, which is exactly how his Shield books were, right? Which did you ever read those? I didn't, but he okay. did. He had, he did say that like the closest thing he's done to this was Shield. I'm going to make you read those. I'll find them. Okay. I'm going to clean up I'll my read comics them. I again. can probably read them on Comixology for oh, yeah, free. Oh, yeah, you probably could. I have unlimited. I really? So, uh, 
very looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, another thing out of Disney is they have announced a director for a Gargoyles movie. Oh, have they now? Well, at least that's the rumor. I've yet to see it. Um, I can quick actually Google it to find out if there's other sites um, reporting on it. But uh, Kenna Branagh. Oh, Kenneth. you said Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. Okay, hold on. That name is very familiar to me. He, uh, Orient Express, or Murder on the Orient Express, uh, he did Thor 2. Oh, yep. Um, Belfast is another one, at least in this article. Um, you know, the person has a couple good, couple, you know, not amazing, so I really, 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 you know... Kind of wanted to see this be more in uh, hands of a, I don't know, I guess a different, uh, more successful. I don't know, though, because, like, listen, he did a, he's done a lot of Shakespeare. And if there is one thing I that can say about true, Gargoyles, yeah. it is very Shakespearean. So yeah, I don't, true. it could be that it's a perfect fit. Uh, yeah. I just, you know, big things going to come up to... Uh, um. Uh, who would be cast? Are we getting Jonathan Jonathan Frakes, Frakes as the, I mean, the lead? I uh, I seen I haven't watched Picard, but I've seen some you know things on YouTube and stuff, and you know he still can act. Yeah. I mean, I just his voice is always going to be that person of the uh, revealing the magician secret or no. That was he was doing like the mysteries. He didn't do the masked. He didn't do the masked magician, did he? Oh, 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 no. He didn't do masks, but he also did something of a yeah. like a Ripley's Believe It or Not, something I think. like that. Yeah. yeah, and just his voice, just that soothing. Let me tell you this story of this seat, because it's not just any seat. It's Houdini's, and then it goes into some fucking like. Mm. background thing. Mm-hmm. do you remember what i'm talking about i'm looking it up right now to see if i can um spur my memory because i do i feel like i have a, a memory of what you're talking about so again there's a lot of places that are reporting that uh he's directing i see one article talking about the gargoyles creator denies reports of a live action movie so I'm hopeful that this is true because that would be a movie that I would definitely stand in line to go see. Which actually, I have to look. Oh, he did something called the Paranormal Borderline. I don't know if that's it, but you know, I'm I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, I kind of I really want to see Barbie. Actually, oh my god, I want to see that movie so bad, but I need to wait a couple weeks because there is some fervor around that shit. People are like. But I also want to see Oppenheimer. I kind of want to be these people that are going to see the double feature because yeah, what great marketing. I um ha- feel like Oppenheimer needs to be seen in IMAX. I heard uh, us in Grand Rapids are getting one of only 19 of the 75 millimeter IMAX. Some of that shit I don't care so much. Like, I understand IMAX is bigger than other things, Fucking but... film, though, man. Amazing. Film will always be better than digital. Although I believe that, I and I do, in most contexts, I think also the director and what you have to work with also. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, I could make a film and it would look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably look better if I did it on my iPhone. <laughs> Um, all right. What else do we have? That's about it that I found this week. Like I said, there's a bunch of toys that have already been announced for Comic-Con. Of course. I was going to talk your ear off about that, but I'm going to be selective to pick like my top five or something. When it comes out, when they come out. Yeah. Yeah. That seems fair. I I think waiting to see them to talk about them until after the con is probably the better thing to do. There was a really sweet thing, though, that for me being a Sandman uh, fan, 
they are released. There's a limit of 25 of these things. So it's a very prestigious San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. But it's, uh, it's the Dreams Mask. Okay. Um, as the holder, and it's kind of a carrier case to put the six volumes of all like leather bound uh all of the sandman comics along with extra features and a specialized comic that neil gaiman made just for this thing or something yeah i'm assuming they'll probably release the comic later but hearing that it's limited to that i was like it looks pretty cool i want more of those you got no money though but also i don't need it no you don't you have a lot of shit no and i have a lot of the normal like that was one of those things sitting in boxes (laughs) that i was collecting normal comics and the sandman ones was a fun thing to go through some of the cheap dollar quarter cent bins to be like oh i'm missing that one but as i've explained many a times on the podcast i also forget which ones i have because i don't (laughs) uh, put them track of them yeah Okay, I have it. That's impossible. Does that sound right? That's impossible. Yeah, something like that. I could see him He's saying that. He's done a lot of different shows, honestly. Like, <laughs> if you go on his IMDb and just search for, like, things that he's played himself I mean, in, he's done. So he did That's Impossible, which is the one I feel like I remember. Um, yeah. But then he also did... Like, UFOs, the best evidence ever caught on tape. Ghosts caught on tape. Fact or fiction. Yep. <laughs> Roswell, cover-ups and close encounters. So he he really he really just has kind of, he leaned into that for a here's, while. Here's the thing. Now that I really gave it more than five minutes of thought, I, I want him to do a cameo. Mm. I just don't think... I want to. I do think we should have a younger actor, so that if they make sequels and stuff, they'll be around. Yeah, he's not gonna I die. Mean, is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I mean, he's not that old, is I, he? I, I mean, when Next Generation came out at least 20 years ago, and he was an adult then, so he turned 50 in 2002, which means, oh, he's 71 years old. Yeah, I was gonna say he's. He looks good for 71. That hair dye is doing him right. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think get some new blood. Because, again, they're all voice actors. So whoever's going to be Elisa might not, you know, be the same. Yeah. It's like when we got Halle Berry as Storm instead of the awesome lady who did Storm in the X-Men series. Yeah. But I will say, though. I want Keith David to be the voice of Goliath still. Yeah. His booming voice. Damn. And you could probably have a lot of the, um, those, if they're going to, cause those are going to be all CGI. Right. right. So yeah. a lot of those actors could probably come back Definitely. and you can still, uh, have them if they can still do the voice or maybe some new blood. Yeah. Know? I'm just, I'm just going to be happy seeing it on live stream. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So, Hopefully this rumor's true. We're going to manifest it, so. Nice. Well, if we can manifest that, at least we've done something in this world. (laughs) (laughs) We did it! Oh, um. Yeah. That's it. Wrap it up. All right. (laughs) We could just sit here and talk (laughs) bullshit for the next 15 minutes. Or we could go. What do you think a human... <laughs> bat would look like man bat. Yeah, I know. That is the first name. <laughs> Duh. So I will. Uh, I'll end with this because I feel like I heard some of this debate before, but not much. But you know when the amalgam universe was created? Yes. Back then. Yep. Love it. Dark claw. Yep. That's one of the biggest known. And so people were saying if it was remade today, who would be switched over? Because at the time. Uh, Spider-Man being one of the big Marvel characters at the time, Superboy was a big, so they obviously crossed those two, but Mm -hmm. Superboy hasn't been around for a while. So they were really kind of seeing who would, you know, go with Spider-Man. So they were thinking a Spider-Man-Batman combo just for popularity, but it's like... Spider-Bat. But the thing is, you then look at it, though, it's not just about popularity, it's how they would fit together. Right, 
Right, that's why Wolverine and Batman yeah. were put together. Well, they also were like, their the rogues gallery would be why those two would be put together. And if you combined the rogues all together to then form a Spider-Batman, mm. then that could work as, you know, yeah. a selling point. Uh, you know, a Joker and Goblin type thing could be cool. Oh. But it, so going through that, then they were like, well, really... Uh, you should call Daredevil Batman because he used echolocation, whatever. And <laughs> I've heard that before. That, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, then you would call Ghost Rider Daredevil because really he is a Daredevil, mm. rides on a stunt motorcycle. He should be called. Mm-hmm. So then someone goes, and and this is, I'm reading this all on Reddit. And then someone goes, I mean, yeah. And then Batman should be called Ghost Rider because he's riding on his dead parents' fortune. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've never seen before. <laughs> In this conversation. Oh, that's amazing. That it, it literally cracked me up so much that I yeah, kept this little uh dialogue open so I could that's bring up funny. That. So with that, uh stay thirsty for more uh amalgam Cramira. Oh uh, yeah. Let's just smash everything together. The end. The more you know. Pumpsters. <laughs> <laughs>